Hey everybody, welcome to the Blue Collar Built Podcast, the show about two brothers who are sharing their experiences as they're going through it. I am joined once again with my brother, Jake, and we actually have a special guest this week, Stephen, our cousin. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Hey everybody out there real quick, make sure you uh, share the show. If you hear something that you like or you have an experience you want to share with us don't forget to check us out on facebook and instagram at blue collar built podcast we love to hear from you guys we love to interact with you and we like to hear your experiences with our weekly topics what's going on not much we just finished a decent or no we're working tomorrow we haven't even finished our week right well technically we did finish our week because mm-hmm. you Friday, yesterday, and today is pretty much a weekend. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, and I'm about it, too. I mean... You still got two days off in a week. At this point, I'm still happy just going, like, tomorrow, even though it's Sunday. I'm going to go home from work tomorrow and not be like, God damn it, I worked on Sunday. Because all my days seem like they're the same. I'm happy. The same amount of happy each day. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but... And you still got two days in a row that... That's kind of like how you're going to have to look at it, especially during this rain season... You're going to get two days, most likely. It's just not always going to be happen. the same. We're probably going to be working next Sunday. I looked at... Did you see that Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday yeah. again? That was so Stupid. funny. Tyler hasn't been home because I'm pretty sure Erica just had her baby. So I don't know where he's been at, but he came home and I was like, why'd you go golfing today? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't check the weather. I'm like, yeah, I'm a big weather guy now. <laughs> so right? I know. That's why. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I know. It's the first <laughs> thing I do. Wake up and check the weather. Big weather guy. Right. Well, I finished my week. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it was another tough, tough week of waking up and walking across the hall um from the bedroom to the work from home office. And uh yeah, it was yeah. Really, really grinding some stuff out. Now on a actual topic, I actually did uh get some get some good stuff done. Been working on a illustration uh feature. So I don't know, started it back in like January and finally got um that into our customer acceptance testing environment and it's working so about three months of work has gone into this and i finally saw it's not the, the fully polished off product but the the functionalities now that would drive me nuts because like that's awesome and like we were talking earlier what you're speaking to me sounds like chinese um <laughs> And I, I applaud anybody in IT because I hear this like from, from you, from Joe, from our, our moms who are in coding. And you talk about these things with IT and my mom's like, oh yeah, we've been on a six month project and we're finally just like getting to see the results. Whereas like for Jake and I, what, three days maybe? Yeah. And we get to see the results of our, on to the next and then one. you're on to the next one. So it's like, for me, that 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 kind of depicts, I think, why I wasn't a huge fan of like corporate structure because it does take that time period, and it's like, dude, I can go out on my own and see this result in a way that makes me comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's different, but I, I think yeah. it's difficult on the side Stephen's working on because you're working with the team most likely, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, the Develop team coordination. Course. It's just me and you. Right. Maybe dad. Yeah. He's got a much larger team, and I always found that difficult, coordinating everything. I don't know how you feel about that, but... And is everybody pulling their own weight type of thing? Yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Um, 
I guess I have a few comments on that. Working with the team is, I have a great team, first of all. Um, I actually landed in a great spot. Um, my team is awesome, super helpful. Everyone's been great. But we're also working with an external vendor on it as well. So it's not only like my internal team. I have another whole team uh, from the external vendor side that I'm having to work with. And then there's a few um, like one-off pieces that are handled by different internal teams than my own. So this thing is probably scaled across like five different teams Holy now shit. at this point. Wow. But the, the cool thing is as far as like the day-to-day payoff that you guys get to see is super rewarding. Um, so I can like definitely get where you're coming from on why you right. would not want to be doing what I'm doing. But the cool thing is, is the payoff is, is huge, especially um, with a company like I work for um, that's nationwide the feature that I'm building is going to be used by insurance agents nationwide. Right. So it's, it's like huge. Massive. Right. Yeah. It's, it just, it's just what it is. It just, it's not something you can, you can flip in a week or even a month. It just, it takes time. But when you do finally get it in there, it is a, uh, it's very rewarding. Yeah. And that's, I mean, a, a, a little bit similar takeaway to what Jake and I do. I mean, that's kind of like the project that we're on. I mean, what we spent one day doing, shoring this, we pretty much underpinned a stoop top with a room underneath of it. Mm. What you would think would only take like maybe an hour or two to get done is so important that we just, we literally burned a little over a day doing because if we don't get it right, we're hammering on this concrete that could break through into this room that's got a water line running through it, a gas line running through it. So it's that mm-hmm. on a short term, I, I I see what you mean by the importance of making sure that it's done right. Like you said, you if it takes you three months, it's really important because nationally people are going to be using this. Right. So I have a good example, like with construction, it's like the bridges they're building. That's yeah. going to take a year, years. Yeah, you're they, not going to see instant. So that's kind of on that set. So right. that construction business that can take a while yeah and it and in our world uh if i look at it from my standpoint what we do we get to see in a short period of time Mm -hmm. however in my mind what i actually do being an entrepreneur and a business owner i don't get to see the reward from that side till we've done these things over and over and over and we've repeated them for years and years and and then i get to see the company grow so from that side i i have that same time limit but as far as like our day-to-day stuff like we usually get to see that yeah take place a lot quicker yeah 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 you kind of have like a short term and long term play all in one which mutual has has that as well it's a we have like what we call agile development. Mm-hmm. So we release things in small spurts for okay. like the overall project. So the features got like whatever, a hundred different things that have to be updated for the whole thing to work. Well, each week we're going to release a few things to test. So you do yeah, get to see good. like okay. incremental improvement. I mean, it doesn't really do you any good. Right. It's like it's not going to, it's not going to work as like the intended feature is supposed to, but you do get to see like, okay, here's that like piece that I said that we needed to work this way to make this thing work. 
here's that, but now I can test that little piece. And then eventually at the end, you can do like end-to-end -end testing on the entire product. Yeah. So it's kind of similar. Yeah, so you, you still get to see some things happen. It's just not like a three or six month process. Right. There is stuff that you work on day to day that you get to see, okay, this small peak of it worked. Yeah, it's like a check mark. Right. Boom. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Move on to the yeah. next. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a I mean outside of work. Yeah. My birthday was on Monday. It well, was. I'm a whopping thirty two years young now. Cool. Even though everybody calls me old. I always you still get are young. I always get depicted older than I am though. My whole life I've been like that. Yeah. You're not even halfway dead. I know. One of the guys <laughs> one of the guys that we that I uh subcontract some of the work that we do with, he's like, Oh yeah, you're like you're like thirty eight, thirty nine years old, right? And I'm like, No, fuck you. I'm turning thirty two and he's like, Oh, I didn't know you were that much younger than me. Dude, my whole life it's been like that. Couple guys like us with the the widow's peak, you know. Right. Just... I know it's the fading hairline. <laughs> I know, I That's go exactly in, what it is. I go into like buy a case of beer or something and like if i don't get carded i'm just like right oh, dude i'm I'm 24 like come on <laughs> dude, I, I stopped getting carded at the casino when i went when i was like 23 yeah like they just didn't care i got a fucking id today at the vape store oh really Can you believe that that's well, because you got a baby face oh god <laughs> <laughs> well and then so then monday was my birthday and uh yesterday was my wife and i five-year anniversary shout out to my lovely wife who puts up. up with me every day i don't know why she married me but i'm not gonna ask the question thank god <laughs> someone does it right <laughs> i know it's been great so what else you guys got going on housework yeah you're a proud homeowner now uh, Big guy. i'm a homeowner i don't know about the pr <laughs> proud part oh yeah i was proud for about two days until i found out all the shit that i have to do i know People get excited owning a home, and you should, but they very, very, very underestimate what it takes to be a homeowner, I think. I kind of enjoy it so far, though. I mean, so so far probably being the keyword on that, but it's nice to it's nice to have, like, something to constantly work on. Like, you're never just sitting around like, oh, there's nothing on Netflix, there's nothing on TV, I don't know what to do with my time. Like, there's always something that I can go, like touch up a piece of paint here or right. know, something even extremely minimal like yesterday i bought some uh zip ties to zip tie the patio furniture down because oh, it's super boy. windy out back you're such a dad that's a dad move. <laughs> yeah it is probably a dad move. <laughs> cheap picks though but yeah it zip tied yeah. some stuff down i don't know just different random things re reorganize the garage try and keep it clean Okay. No, it's good well it's nice because it's an investment so you're always working towards so you're not just dumping money into an empty hole like i am anymore so that's nice you always want to keep it nice yeah absolutely so one of the other things that um we're gonna we're gonna branch more into something that i did this week um and i and i mentioned it i want to say it was uh two or three podcasts ago i yeah, kind of mentioned it we a talked about bit. it but you wanted to save a little bit yeah more. yeah because i wanted to do a full in-depth episode about this and that was, I started uh, going back to see a psychologist again for some of the things that, some of the mental health things that I what, deal what with. What are some of the things that you deal with? Is it daily, weekly? So for me, oh, well, it's on daily. why On why you went to this it, therapist. So to kind of start with, with the history of yeah. this, um, 
and Stephen can attest to this, which is why we wanted to bring him on. In our family, um, genetically, we have history of depression and anxiety. And in our family, it was primarily shown in anger, which is interesting because most people don't think people relate depression to sadness. Mm-hmm. And another relatable feeling is anger. So you don't have to be you, you it's still a sad feeling, but you react with anger. Mm-hmm. And that's when um when I kind of started noticing that in college really bad. I remember calling mom going, you know, I uh I was playing intramural volleyball and one of the girls was trying to help me with something so our team could be better. Well, you know, I'm stubborn as is and I didn't want her help and instead of just saying hey you know let me figure it out or or something nice or just even better which I would do now is accept her help yeah I got so pissed off I grabbed the volleyball and I threw it across the fucking gym and I stormed (laughs) out because somebody was trying to help me like how ridiculous is that and I remember making it back to my dorm room and between the the walk from my dorm room or from the gym to my dorm room I had like come down because it's like when you get to that point they call it like seeing red right like you don't you don't have any control over what you're doing and you almost feed off of that anger and i remember getting back to the dorm room and it, and it was like i walked in and and, it, and all of a sudden i was like worried because i was like there's no reason i should have reacted like that and so that's you know i called mom and you know started talking to her and that was really like the first in-depth conversation of like our family history and so that was uh the first time that i started on antidepressants was was then Mm -hmm. and then um so kind of fast forward a couple years went into the military had to get off antidepressants during basic training um that ended up not being a good idea which is why after basic training um they just let me go and I mean, nothing major happened, but they just knew that it wasn't going to be a good idea for me to be out there if I were to run into a case where I couldn't be on it. Yeah. Um, and so I came back, started uh, back on antidepressants. The antidepressant I was on, I was on way too much of it. Um, and at the time, I, I wasn't seeing a psychologist. I was just like my general doctor because... It, uh, it was the same general doctor who had worked with my mom and a couple of our aunts. Um, and so he's like, well, this works for them. This seems to be genetic. Let's give you a try. Well, yeah. for the longest time, you know, I just went with it and it, and it, and it worked. Um, but it was just, it was an SSRI and it was a long release SSRI effects or XR. And, uh, one of the side effects to that is if you miss, you get what's called a head tremor. And anybody listening, if you've ever had a head tremor, it's the, imagine if you had a migraine and then quadrupled that feeling. Your eyes feel like they're vibrating. Your head feels like you're underwater. It's hands down the worst feeling I've ever had in my head area. And I didn't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I, I talked to my MD and he's like, listen, we can try some other stuff, but it'll be just be trial and error with me. What do you think about going to see a psychologist? 
and I had, was kind of reserved about that, you know, at first because I never really wanted to go. Right. You know, it's it's kind of that stigma. I'm I'm a proud person as is, but you know, I I said you know I'll give it a try, and that's when I met Doctor Singh. Um, he kind of walked me through why what I was on probably shouldn't have been what I was on and I should have been on Zoloft. And so I started taking Zoloft um, because that's more of an anti-anxiety. And at this point, I've been trying to work on my mental health in, in natural ways to try and be able to pull myself out of this depression. And at this time, I started my first my first business, which was the vape stores. Mm -hmm. And as any entrepreneur can attest to, or any small business owner, any business owner in general can attest to, it's it's high stress and, and high anxiety, especially when you're starting to get going. You know, you you're hiring people for the first time. You're responsible for these people's incomes. They're responsible. Involved. There's a lot of money involved. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of interesting because I was able to actually really work on the depression side of it, but what showed its ugly head was this, just this anxiety, Yeah, you know, and, and it was very stress driven anxiety. Yep. And so then, um, we switched to the Zoloft and that helped. And then I also went into therapy as well. So, uh, about. I think it was once every other week I would go talk to um, a therapist named Scott. Shout out to Scott if he listens. Um, we we would have really good conversations. And the, and the interesting part with these two, two gentlemen that I would go see was they were very interested in how well aware I was of, of my condition, I would say. They were really interested in the fact that it seemed like even though this was going on i had done enough um self-realizing that i could point even though these things would still happen and i wasn't going to be able to take those away i could step back kind of like we've talked about before yeah you kind of knew what was like wrong yeah because could... i i paid attention yeah you're, you didn't chalk it up to something natural you're like there's something fucked up here right? right and and so i started paying attention and when i would meet with these guys we could have these actual conversations and i could literally tell them not only how i was feeling what i was reacting but but what could have potentially prompted this um what i could do that i noticed worked better and that i was taking notes on these things and that i was actually working myself out of um having to take an antidepressant and it was really interesting for the process. Again, it's not that I don't didn't have these feelings still. I had just been so focused on my mental health that I was able to pinpoint a lot of things and not avoid them, but handle them in a very natural way. Yeah. And so then uh, I got off of um, Zoloft and it's been about two years and uh early last summer when we were on vacation um i started getting these weird um 
You have like vertigo or something? It was like vertigo, but it wasn't vertigo because I went and they did all the tests for that and it and it ended up not being that. And so I just chalked it up to, you know, we work in the heat. I'm just, you know, like heat exhaustion. Yeah, that makes sense. Essentially. And so then fast forward, um, late fall, early winter, we're about to wrap up the season and I'm doing this, get ready to do this uh, very small retaining wall. I mean, it was, it was something I just took to do on the side. And I showed up to that job and uh, I had a panic attack and I've never had a panic attack in my life. And this is what I do for a living. And it almost escalated it because I went, because I started panicking that I was having a panic attack about something that I do naturally with work. Yeah, that's crazy. It was weird, dude. I, I, I was able to gut it out enough to get my tools out of my truck and take it down to where I was working. And as soon as I got like up to that wall and started taking like two blocks off, because I had to tear it down and rebuild it, I took two blocks off. I left my tools at the job, got in my truck, and was like just done. Damn. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. I've never and I've never felt like that in my life. And so that was kind of like my first red flag um in my journey to go back to this psychologist and and then again, um, it happened again in February. And it was weird because I've, I've had anxiety and I've had depression. This was not... You weren't even that. working in February though, right? No, but that was over um, trying to go through the process of getting the, the home loan for this house. Oh, okay. yeah. And and it was just this weird, this weird worry, like this it, worry, panicky feeling. I've never had that. I've been anxious. Well, like and everything's, I, what's the feeling? Like, like everything's going to fall apart? Yeah, like everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket. Um, but not even that, because I've kind of had that with anxiety. But like you're not going to dig yourself out of it? But like it just starts in my body instead mm -hmm. of my mind. It starts in my body and my body just starts to clam up and it's like, um, with the job, it, it, all I could repeat in my head was, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And that's like when I knew something wasn't right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And it just, and, and then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do this. This isn't going to happen. And like the panic attack. And then you just start getting this real quick, fast, rapid breathing. And like, you can feel your heart pounding out of your chest. And it was, it was so like, Something I'd never experienced. It's just like the perverse. Um, it's like your body like doing the wrong things with the with fight or flight. I think is what a panic attack is. It's just like triggering the wrong way. Like that fight or flight's a good thing because if you're in a bad situation, it helps your body handle a bad situation. Like a scary. I don't know if like someone tries to like kidnap you, you're gonna go into like fight or flight mode, and. Yeah, you have a better chance at escaping or something, but yeah. but your body's like triggering that when it shouldn't be triggering that. And yeah. that's what's the weird part is because that's exactly what it was. Like my body was like forcing me away from this situation. And then again in 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 February when I had it, and and when it happened again in February, I went, "This is not okay," because mm -hmm. I can't knowingly go into another work season here in a month and show up to jobs and have this feeling mm -hmm. you know at, at the end of fall when it happened i chalked it up to it was just a long season i was just ready to be done right i ended up getting the job figured out i subbed it out to another guy who loves doing that stuff it was a job that i shouldn't have taken anyways i should have subbed it out yeah. because one it was small 
I didn't have time to do it. I was still knocking out big projects, but I had promised these people. Right. So, uh, but then when it happened again in February over the house stuff, um, I went, this is, this is just not okay. Yeah. You can't live with that. No. And, and it's not fair to me. It's not fair to my family. It's not fair to the potential customers I'm going to have if this, if this happens, you know, while I'm on a job site. And so I went, you know, okay, it's, it's time to go back. And I just want to say, first of all, obviously, uh, we're, none of us are professionals. So this, these, these experiences that we have and how we deal with them is, um, things that we've worked through. We're not advising anything. Um, if you do feel like you have certain situations like this in your life, please go see somebody and don't feel like bad about it. You know, I, yeah, it's not, it's not something to feel bad about. It's just a, it's just a, something messed up with your brain chemistry for some people. I mean, it could be a multitude of things, but I mean, it's just every bit as real as like a broken arm. It's right. Just, it's just in your head. Yeah. And it, and that's and that's exactly a good way to put it. Um, now, I will say there are definitely and I and for me, I have proven this for myself. There's there's natural ways I can cope with what I normally feel with, um, like my normal anxiety and depression, not this new worry panicky stuff. Um, which is, it's a good thing I went back to go see a psychiatrist, um, mm -hmm. because she wanted to try me on, on a, a completely different medication that I had been on because she was concerned that I was developing some adult ADHD and I wasn't not going to agree with her because part of the problem is I can't focus unless I'm like, I have to be doing something and I can still hold a full conversation like with my wife. But it's harder for me to focus on a conversation with her if I'm not doing something else. So like if I'm doing the dishes or if I'm looking up something on my phone or like it might seem like I'm not paying attention because I'm doing this other thing. But this other thing's actually helping me stay focused on our conversation. Hmm. And so so she wanted to go down that road with me. Um, and so I said, yeah, let's try it. And uh, I was on that for the last month. Um, met with her again this week after a month. And we decided that it was probably not a good idea for me to continue that because it really didn't have any benefit. It made me more focused, but it actually, that focus enhanced the need to have that other thing in my hand while I was doing something else. I was just more focused on that other thing that, it, that was in my right, hand. Right. So um, the other thing that she did, which I can appreciate is, you know, we ran blood tests because there's. There's so many different things that can attribute and cause these feelings. And it, like Steven said, if it's a chemical imbalance, it might not be because you need medication to correct that imbalance. Like an antidepressant, what it might be is it might actually be, you know, a gland in your body, like your yeah. thyroid or um, all the numerous uh, hormone producing parts of your body might be at a point where they're not producing what they once were, what they should be doing. Right. And so she wanted to run some blood tests and, and sure enough, um, my glucose ended up coming back low and interesting lower than what it should have been because I had just eaten food like 45 minutes before I took the blood test. So it should have actually been 
higher than normal because I wasn't fasting. Huh. So yeah. at, at that point, um, she referred me to my regular MD and they referred me to endocrinology and I have an appointment with endocrinology here in about two weeks and they're going to go through and do a bunch of blood work and see um, why that is how it is. Here's the, the interesting part. Symptoms of low glucose levels, frustration, anxiety, <laughs> loss of concentration. I mean, headaches. Everything that I've been feeling, that, that's not what my normal depression, anxiety that I'm used to and that I've, that I've worked through, still have it worked through, but understand about it enough that I'm comfortable being me with it this was new well this potentially could explain what this new thing is instead of needing to go back to being on something it might be to fix your glucose they levels. need to fix my glucose levels and that's going to kind of help get rid of this but yeah it was because they asked me like well have you been feeling any symptoms and i said i here's what i went to go see the psychiatrist for and then i said well what are symptoms of this they sent me back a list of eight Eight of the most common symptoms. Of those eight, I have six daily. Are they trying to say you're like a diabetic? Is so no. Trying to say. So I looked that up too, and it, and it's interesting because there's so many different things. Most people, that's what they go to, right? Yeah. Diabetic. However, there's also something. Um, man, I forget what the name of it was, but in my case which they'll be able to test this as well is my glucose level was low because i had eaten potentially and that actually can happen like food can have the adverse effect depending on how your body processes it so it might actually lower your glucose level Oh, after weird. you eat which is which is weird well that's kind of like testosterone works that way too like if you, that's why like Joe Rogan, for example, uses testosterone therapy, but that's because he's older and his body isn't naturally producing the testosterone it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But like if like me, a 24 year old started doing the same um, test replacement therapy that Joe Rogan does, what it does is makes your body stop naturally producing it. Mm -hmm. So then like if you go off of that, your body's no longer naturally producing it because you've been supplementing it, um, right? Like synthetic. That makes testosterone. So maybe it could be something like that with the food, where like whatever you're eating, your body's your body's like thinking that it's getting that elsewhere, so it's right. not like keeping its natural balance yeah. of it. That actually makes a whole lot of sense. What you just said there. Yeah, and 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 that actually is you know that's a good point because some of the things that I've been doing in the last two years is <laughs> is really focusing on getting healthy. So what's one of those things? I've been cutting out all the sugary drinks, all the sugary food, um, or at least not all of it, but nothing close to where I was. What you were, you know, I'm not I'm not a row of Oreos and milk at night anymore. Yeah, right so, now. so maybe you kind of tricked your body the last over the last 10 years or so because of what you were eating you've told it hey you don't need to to manage this because i'm i'm going to supplement you with this on a daily basis and then the last 2 years you just kind of pulled the rug out from under it on the supplementation of that stuff and now you're left with low glucose because right. or 
you know, most of the last 10 years, you've just been feeding it that. Yeah. And that, and that's a really good point. And I, you know, I'm just really glad that I decided to go back and see the psychiatrist though, because I would have probably never gotten to this point. Um, if she didn't, if she didn't kind of think outside the box and I've run into a lot of situations, um, where I have this issue when I go in and and I've told her this and she made a valid point too though she goes you know as doctors we're taught if you hear hooves you think horses not zebras right and I said I I completely agree but I said you also have to understand that when I go see somebody and they give me a generic answer like oh you're probably lightheaded because you work outside and you're not drinking enough water and I tell them listen i minimum i'm a gallon of water a day yeah plenty. you know right so when i get these simplistic <laughs> answers it kind of rubs me raw because it's like listen if i already do these things right and i get most people you see they don't do these things so you have to suggest that i wouldn't be here if these things worked right so i that, that was kind of was my hesitation as well but i'm glad i did because she's you know she's good and she listened and and that was really important. So you're still pending on other stuff? Like where you at now? Yeah, so um if you already said it or not. No, so so we're gonna kinda hold off um as far as any going back on any antidepressants until we know for sure that there's not some hormone imbalance or something other chemically imbalanced with me. Yeah, because you and, wanna fix the root you wanna fix the root cause. You don't wanna Right. You don't wanna put put duct tape on the whole when really the board needs replaced exactly and that was her point and so she said let's just uh discontinue you on this medication because obviously it's not it's not helping in a good way and she said i also don't want to give them an excuse to say well your levels are weird because you're on this medication and i said i i greatly appreciate that because I, what i want them to do is be able to start with the blank slate and really see and then if they come back and they say no everything looks good then i'm in agreement with her at that point we're going to dive back into the the mental health side so it it's been kind of a journey with my mental health it's you know it's been interesting but it's also been something that i hold very dear to me i do a lot of um research into the psyche but i also have learned over the last i'd say you know five eight years mm -hmm. that i really need to pay attention to my own mental health and how important that is absolutely you know and i don't mean that in a way of like i'm selfish in situations because i have this this condition what i mean is just being aware like we've talked about this before in in self-perception being aware of what's going on and what's happening to you as it's happening and it's a hard it's a hard trait to do because you have to practice it a lot um but it's very important too and it, and it and it will help if and when you have to go see somebody to be able to explain those situations to them yeah most people want to run from that right i think yeah oh yeah i mean I would say it's it's more socially acceptable in today's society than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, for sure. I Well, when we had the self-perception podcast, even for me, like, I think for anybody to come on here and just 
share your thoughts because I don't know what you're thinking right now and I don't know what you're thinking right now. Maybe you're thinking I look like a jackass. I don't know. But then sharing those thoughts live like kind of turned the page for me right? as far as mental health because I'm quiet and reserved like we've talked about many times before. Right. So And, and, and I think that's important too. I mean, I don't, I don't want to dump my issues onto somebody, but just to, like you said, to be able to have somebody to talk to that's why it's really important for me if anybody were to come up to me and ask me you know or or seek my advice like no matter what it is like mental health just like like we did on career callings when i talked to the listener um Mm. over messenger you know i i definitely understand how important it is to truly be able to listen to somebody because they might Mm -hmm. need that and i i recognize that through my own experience so i'm always willing anybody ever needs to have a conversation please reach out to us because i'm always open yeah and luck- luckily for us luckily slash unluckily for us our whole family's got these problems oh so, yeah so we, we've got a we've got a whole a whole closet full of people we can we can talk to about it because everyone else has the has the same or a somewhat similar problem but yeah, yeah a lot of people don't don't have that no, they don't. And that's, you know, we are fortunate for that. And, 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 you know, we joke about it because sometimes, sometimes it's a little more input than we want from our family, but at, at least we have it, you yeah. know, and right. that's, and that's the important, important side. Sure. So, so you're on, you, you kind of have a similar thing. Um, yeah. So I was about to say, so kind of interesting that you say, um, you know, yours shows itself in anger and like our families has tend to show up in that sort of way which um i think is is true and pretty apparent i think mine is interesting because i almost think that i have something totally different than what the rest of the family is mm-hmm. because i'll just be honest like i don't really feel often the emotion of anger like in any circumstance not many things make me angry i'm very analytical mm-hmm. so things that make most people angry normally I look at and I'm like, okay, well, like, I want to understand the other side of this. It's typically like, I don't know, for example, um, like if like a soldier, a soldier died, died in war and I'm like, well, a lot of people would be like, you know, well, I hate those people over there or something. I'm like, well, it must be tough for those people over there as well to have like an army, like infiltrating their city like they're not all bad i don't know i just try yeah, to, no, I, get, I, I get like a lot of nuance around situations so mm-hmm. i don't typically end up in the the feeling of anger if i have it it goes away quick because i try to think through it yeah and and i would say i mean as far as thinking goes i'm i'm very much the same way i'm a logical thinker especially now because i've developed that that i don't take things um at face value anymore and and like you said, that's really helped me not just like go off the hinges mm-hmm. anymore. If I even get irritable, it's over something that's just annoying to me, you know. And if you live with a, a four year old, you learn patience with that really quick because yeah. they can, <laughs> you know, they can be irritable sometimes, but I love them to death. But to your point, when you start putting yourself in that position and you and you start thinking about the other side you know there's a lot of crazy things going on in our world right now and so many people want to put a face value to it that if you were to just sit there and think past that face value it kind of opens up your mind to a little more thinking which helps 
Yeah, one of my uh, college professors, I can't remember which, which one it was that said this, but he's like, at this point, if your answer to any question that's asked to you is anything other than it depends, you're you're giving the wrong answer. Because there's never, with a complex scenario, there's never a direct answer. There's always a, it depends on like this, this, and this factor. So that's kind of the way that I try to look at things. It's like, okay, well, there's probably about a million factors going into this kind of my data analytic nerd is coming out at me but i think of like regression tests and variables like in order to get the correct outcome you have to make sure you're putting in the correct variable you can't just say like person chews gum is more likely to live longer well you're kind of neglecting that like maybe um a person of like very low income can't afford gum so they don't chew gum so like you're 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 right. kind of, you're kind of missing the missing the the forest for the trees a little bit. Yeah, there's too there's too many variables so to that, a complex situation. So it, I often try to figure it out, and if I think it's too complex, I just reach the conclusion of I have an opinion, but I don't th- I I can't tell you the answer. But it can't be. But it can't be definite. Right. It's going to vary from person to person, and I think that's also um, an important thing with mental health. I think how you experience anxiety is going to be different than how I experience anxiety. That doesn't mean we both don't feel anxiety. Right. It's just in two, two different forms. Yeah. And it might be becoming kind of clear how I experience anxiety with my, my explanation of why I don't have anger is I'm just very, um, I'm very, very analytical, very, uh, for, I mean, I don't know if I have actual OCD or not, but I'm very, I you I, get, I get very bothered in busy rooms when things aren't in order. It stresses me out. Um, I think that's just because then then that's just one more thing I have to think about. Yeah. I'm just constantly taking taking things in and trying to deal with them, and um, so I guess kind of to to start at the beginning of this. I'd say probably in like late junior high, high school, I realized that I had like, I wasn't completely in control of my emotions. I didn't really know why. Um, I ended up going to the doctor, just like my, my normal family doctor. Um, same thing, like trial and error, mm-hmm. antidepressant. Well, I tried it and I, I felt super cloudy for like the first week and I just got off of it and I never went and got any more again and then rolled into college um I feel like I was I kind of struggled through it but I was like you know whatever whatever that was I don't want that because my like I felt like I had like a dull headache the whole entire time so I just stayed away rolled into college had a tough freshman year for a multitude of, of reasons um couldn't sleep was just getting to the point where I I could no longer just uh, quote unquote you know suck it up yeah you you get I to just that point. couldn't suck it up any longer because it was starting to really truly affect my daily life I was having a really hard time making it to my classes because um, I I couldn't sleep overnight but mm-hmm. then I couldn't stop sleeping during the day mm-hmm. and I was like I, I mean it's a wonder I made it out of that freshman year with without tanking my grades or anything i somehow luckily for me i'm a good test taker (laughs) right and i somehow kind of mustered mustered my way through it and was fine but i just remember towards the end of that like maybe in april or something of my my freshman year so right at the end i 
It's like, I got to do something because I owe it. I owe it to my parents who are, you know, putting me in this position to succeed. I owe it to myself to not tank this for myself. Well, so, and that's and it's a very mature outlook, honestly, for being what? 18, 19. 19, yeah, something no. like that. And that's and that's really important um right there because that one shows your upbringing, shows how, you know, very similar we were all raised. You know, in, in our family a cousin was just an, an extended sibling that lived in a different house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um we were all raised very similar. I mean, we had different parents, but um most people in that position that you just stated, and I've and I've been there as well, um, because we have addiction that runs in our family as well. Well, instead of rising up and going, I need to see help, they do the opposite and they find themselves in a position of um, self fixing with alcohol, drugs, and that's one of the biggest things with mental health. That's why they. They do state that a lot of homeless people and a lot of um, drug abusers turned out that way because it started with a mental health issue and they needed something to cope with that. And they didn't they weren't aware enough that that's what it was, but they found something that made them not feel right like it was. And then it just became about getting high or getting drunk. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to feel it. I feel like I can kind of speak to that, too, with my with my journey um i never got i don't i think again like how we were brought up helped a lot because i always knew what needed to be done and it was never an option for me to to not to not do what i needed to do like to just you know go drink on a tuesday night and not get my my school work done and turned in like it just that that thing was never an option so i never mm-hmm. I never really like got to the point where I spiraled out of control, but I mean, I definitely feel like I drank because it helps made you feel better. It, it helps numb my thoughts because so kind of where I'm getting at to this with is, um, I ended up going to therapy. Um, Iowa state offers uh, free therapy while yeah. you're there, which is a really awesome uh, program. If you're in college and you have any issues, I would recommend looking there first. Cause most colleges free, free, free is good. Yeah. So, um, I was like, you know what? This is free. Like if I go in here, it does nothing. Then it doesn't matter because it's free. So right. I went in and it's not really what you think it is at least for me it wasn't it's just them asking you a ton of questions that you then have to answer on your own and i'm like well what the heck i see on tv like these people these people are laying on couches yeah these people are like well you know the answer to all your problems is you're just not doing this and i was like okay i'm gonna go in here and they're gonna like give me some answers and really they they gave me some questions and I had, and I had to give myself the answers. And you thought and they, they, and that's, that's the cool thing about therapy that I really like that I actually am able to use in my day to day. It's one of the things that I, that I kind of take with me is like you said, you go in there and it's like doing what we're doing right now. We're, we're having just a general discussion. They are just able to aim it to produce thoughts within your head. Yeah. And, and a really good therapist or a really good psychologist, you won't even notice it. It's like you're just having a conversation with them. And then all of a sudden you'll say something 
and it just it'll click in your head and you'll go that makes so much sense but it wasn't something they told you but they right. were able to help you get there well and that's that's so that's kind of what ended up happening is we're like she's like you know what are your you know what are your problems what like what kind of thoughts are you having when you typically are struggling to go to bed at night or when you're like not able to wake up during the daytime or what you know different scenarios like that is it like a succession when they're asking you these questions like why why can't you go to bed tonight because i'm thinking about this and they're they're like why and then you answer and they're like why sometimes Sometimes, but it's not just but it's not just as generic as them going why they have a a nice way to put it like like if like in steven's case which i deal with the same thing as far as sleeping sometimes because my brain won't shut off Mm -hmm. yep and and so you'll tell them you know something like that and they'll go they'll either do one of two things in my experience they'll go well why do you think that is and then you'll sit there for a second and you'll ponder it and you'll go well it's because my brain won't shut off and then you kind of dive deeper into that it's kind of like our podcast the why right that's why i wanted to do that because Mm -hmm. you can go deeper and deeper into a level which is what a psychologist is really good at doing yeah or they might suggest a couple of different answers like right can you not sleep because you're overthinking can you not sleep because you're just not tired you know what did you do during the day did you tire yourself out during the day Mm -hmm. and and then that also promotes you thinking about yeah. what your average day is. Uh, I have a question for you. So you said yeah. you went and saw or went to the doctor and got prescribed. Like, how early were you in high school, you said? Yeah, high school, probably like sophomore year, maybe. And you may not feel comfortable telling everybody this or us this, but was there a specific feeling that made you want to go to the doctor or you just didn't feel right i guess i don't yeah i don't know i just just like at times and a lot of this was probably probably just normal teenage hormones or um i guess what i what i'll eventually get to is that i think i don't have depression like the rest of the family i think i have anxiety that led to that was untreated and then led to depression okay it's kind of where i'm going to turn out with that but yeah i was just I don't know. I I feel like I remember crying a lot. Just like I don't know. Okay. I, I just well, didn't. So you know. felt something off, but didn't really. Yeah, I can't really say exactly what it okay. was. I was just curious. Feel like it was just kind of dark yeah. for a while. Just because and... I've ne- I've never from my side I've never really felt off like you guys are saying. You like you felt some. I I don't think I've really felt off, but I'm trying to get into your guys' heads to um, see it, like imagine what... imagine like the a death of a family member or something. Not that probably not that dark. So maybe like a cat died and that kind of bummed you out for a day. Yeah. And then just imagine being bummed out like that because your cat died for like six months, and then you're like, um, I don't like like this is not okay. Good. No, or I can, even I'm, I'm there with you. I even for me like in that same analogy like uh, and, and mm-hmm. to be completely honest i i will say it's been as dark as like if a family member died yeah I mean, and you if know, it's it, it gets dark um but imagine that and this happens more often or you did happen more often with me in the past is having that feeling come but mm-hmm. not not having a reason for that feeling to come yeah. that's when i started noticing that mm-hmm. something was wrong I would have, I would feel that way, 
with no reason to yeah, feel that on way. a nice sunny day yes hmm. yep yeah and that's when i kind of noticed but then on the flip side too like one of the signals for me that i needed to potentially try being off medication um and again i've worked i've worked with the psychologist hand in hand during this whole process i didn't just up and go well i'm not taking this anymore like oh. this was in-depth time planning this is what what i'm trying to achieve if it's possible um but then this is also what i'm feeling and one of the biggest signs was that after so long i didn't feel at all and that's not okay either i was i was just almost numb yeah i have a thought on that too because our cousin jenna she said she tried i forget what medication there's two you mentioned it's one of them probably it's probably Zoloft. yeah she said she tried it and it was like almost just like taking like the thoughts her way of describing it was like and i relate to this really well because i just got done with the job that i drove a lot and my i would space out mm-hmm. and i would keep driving i'd be thinking about stuff she said that pretty much took all of that out like you're not thinking like i was just i don't know for example i would run past or drive past like a lottery sign and see like 300 mil and i'm like him if i won that i'd be i'd be out i wouldn't be driving this truck i wouldn't be driving the truck but i would start like fantasizing like all sorts of different scenarios that i would do with that money she said that kind of just like took that out when she took that that can be dosage as well yeah it can be but is that kind of what it's like like you just kind of take that out of your so it's it's not it's not really the thinking at least for me it might be like that for Mm -hmm. other people um for me, it was, I wasn't happy, but I wasn't sad. I just wasn't anything. Well, I'm talking about like what the medication does for you. Oh, so no. So when you're on like, like that's there's what, no loft. That's why I brought Jenna up because she yeah. said she tried it and it, and she got off because it took that like, I'll say like imaginary like thoughts you have during your, like right. your day, your daydreaming. It takes like that out of it. Um. Well, Which is one, interesting. One thing for me, I don't really know where I'm going with this. When way. when I was on uh, antidepressant, I think I actually daydreamed more because mm-hmm. because my my mind wanted to feel emotions, but my body wasn't. So I think I would fantasize more about how I should feel, which kind of led me into being able to, when I was on an antidepressant, start learning about okay this is a happy moment i should be happy but my body doesn't want to be happy it doesn't want to be sad but it doesn't want to be happy mm-hmm. and so that's when i would start noticing these things and, and eventually it compounded and that's when i started to learn more about the kind of depression that i have and, mm-hmm. and how my triggers are and and that's when i brought it up to my psychologist i said hey you know this is what's happening i think we need to try this um i'd like to go off i was at that point i was already on the lowest dose we had tried different doses. Higher stuff was way too much. Um, and and the happy medium was the lowest dose. And even that then eventually became too much because you're not supposed to not feel anything. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're on medication. Yeah, that's not good. You just no. want you just want to take that that top ten percent off. You wanna still feel the ninety percent. You just don't want it you just don't want it to get to that that really nasty 10% of depression or anxiety that like is like debilitating basically. Yeah. Cause let's face it. I mean, everyday people have 
some form of depression or anxiety, right? Like you can't, 100%. you can't sit here and say, just because you don't feel it every day, it doesn't mean you no, haven't that's, been in those. That's positions. why I asked so many questions about like the medication and like your guys' stories. Cause it helps me. Like, I'm not saying I'm normal by any means. I'm just saying maybe I, maybe I missed something and mm-hmm. didn't feel it, but I've never felt the need to go get help. And that's why I asked him that question. Right. So I definitely have all these things you're talking about, but mm-hmm. it's not like impacting my life where I can't sleep, where I, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I definitely that... get angry for sure. Right. But I think that's more of like a temperature. Yeah. <laughs> temperature you're, thing. Yeah. But you're also <laughs> a very, and again, I don't, I don't know what you're feeling like you said before, but yeah. I, I would never say that because I've seen you angry. No. Your anger is not, your anger is associated with something that makes you angry yeah it's not irrational it's it's not irrational whereas like when i would get pissed again it was over something stupid like somebody trying to help me like that doesn't in no world does that make any sense okay i think it's starting to make sense with me too because i definitely have anxiety but it's not unwarranted but it's because you have a big speech coming up or something like right it's not because you're just sitting at home watching netflix and you're just spiraling for no reason like switching yes. like switching my jobs i'm not sure the outlook of right we're gonna be going that I, should make you i have anxious. Anxious. that exactly. that should make you anxious okay that, yeah we're getting somewhere right and so too i think with like what steven and i deal with and what a lot of people deal with that might not even know that they're dealing with it is when there is no reason for you to feel that way and and you, there's nothing you can do to not feel that way. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of going back to yeah, my story with my therapist yeah, deal for sure. Um, and it'll kind of I think wrap wrap back to what you were just talking about about what the feelings are like and everything. Is so she she was asking me why I feel this way sometimes or like what what am I thinking when this stuff happens. And then she actually picked out, she said, well, it sounds like all of your problems are things that either happened in the past or things that you're worried about that are going to happen in the future. And that's a huge problem. And that was basically my main thing is I'm just not often in the present because I'm always thinking about, I should have done this better. I could have done this better. What if I would have done this? Then what would be happening now? Or what do I need to do now? Not because it's what I need to do now, but what do I need to do now? Because that's, what's going to set this thing up in the future. And I just, I just mm-hmm. had like a control problem. Mm-hmm. I was just mad that I couldn't recontrol what I did in the past and I couldn't guarantee anything that I was going to do in the future. So that kind of let me understand that I needed to be present in the moment. And, and I think that that's a lot. Well, of what led to my depression, which I thought I had depression when really I just had anxiety because I was constantly spiraling on something stupid I did in the past that's meaningless because it mm-hmm. can't be changed and it probably wasn't even a big deal anyway. Right. Or like, you know, freshman year of college, I'm like, well, what if I don't get a job? I'm three years away from graduating. Like, I don't yeah. need to. I don't need to be spending I my day my day to day routine wondering about what if I, what if I don't get a job or like what if I don't find a wife or. It's like I'm like 18 years old in my freshman year of college. These are not the things that are, should be like worrying me on a day to day basis. But I just was hooked on them and like spiral, 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 spiral. And I was burning myself out. And she also gave a good example of like 
not everyone has the same amount of capacity to handle these kind of things. So she said, like, imagine like a cup of water and you're pouring your you're pouring anxiety into the water, like more issues. And she said some people some people's cup starts already half full. And she said it sounds like okay. yours is half full. Whereas like a, some people have a full empty cup. They can pour it in there and then eventually like everyone has a breaking point where if I just threw the world weight of the world on you, you're going to yeah, break. For sure. So like I'm break, I'm breaking with stuff that shouldn't be breaking. Okay. Right. Your average person. I'm like, nothing's wrong, but I'm just hooked on so many different stupid little things that it's just like too much for me. Yeah. No, so then I got sense. on Zoloft and for me anyway, that just kind of took it took some of that spiraling it didn't take it away but it allowed me to stop it because it, with the mix of me knowing what my problem is plus the zoloft like without the zoloft it was just really hard to stop even when i did know what it was it was like i know i'm spiraling i know i need to stop spiraling on this stupid thought but I can't. I just can't get away so from it. So you were very self-aware. Yeah. Like, just couldn't. And I just couldn't. Okay. I just, just couldn't get it away. I'd try to watch TV or something, um, and you know, whatever. But mm -hmm. I, I just couldn't drop it. So the Zoloft kind of helps me, like, set it aside. Like, if I'm laying in bed at night and I'm worried about, like, you know, uh, dang, I have a hot water heater from 2007. Hope that stupid thing doesn't go out on me and I have to pay ten grand to replace it. Like things that are just dumb. Like why you is that what why is that what it. I'm worried about on like in a Thursday night in April when I'm trying to go to sleep so I can work the next day? Not the thing to worry <laughs> one, about. One of my most... But now I can drop it. Yeah. Because okay. of this the Zoloft kind of helps me, like, okay, like tomorrow morning, let's yeah. go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and that's funny because that's one of my one of my most favorite stories is very similar to that. Um of how I knew that I I needed to go um, change up my medication during that time we were starting the stores because uh, before I had you know was I'm kind of the opposite I I started out depressed and I get that from our genealogy um, but then as I started working through that with antidepressants and learning that stuff then it kind of went from depression to anxiety. So I kind of went the opposite. Hmm. Um, and then the stresses of, um, like I said before, you know, being a business owner, managing the kind of amount of money that I did, um, running people as employees, which I've never had a problem with. I've always been a leader in everything that I do. But that's just one more thing that, that you think about. It's like, well, if this business goes under, I lose all these people, these people lose their livelihoods. And so anyways, I'll never forget one day I was sitting down at, inside one of the stores and I started getting like really anxious because it was on the 100 block and people are always out walking around. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw like three people like walk in front of our, our store. And I thought I started getting real anxious because I'm like, what if our sign falls on these people? And it's so stupid. Yeah. Because I'm like, first of all, not only did I hire, fuck. I hired a professional sign person to install this. Somebody I know and somebody I trust, that sign's not going to go anywhere. But I couldn't unfix my mind off the fact that there was a potential 
in right. whatever future that that sign was going to fall and crush somebody. Something I shouldn't have been worried about. I didn't even, right. like, it, it. the thought just came out of nowhere. Yeah, a good way to think about it that I, I kind of just pulled this analogy up right now, but think about, like, a list. Like, everyone has a list. Like, everyone has to, like... Today I need to get. I need to wake up, go to the gym. I need to go to work, and I need to to get groceries. Like mm -hmm. there's things that belong on that list. Like Jake was saying, I'm gonna get a new uh, switching jobs, getting a new job. That's like something your average person should be anxious about. That's normal. But then there's people that are anxious like us, and our list looks like wake up, tie shoes, put on t-shirt, just a bunch of stupid, stupid. things that sh that shouldn't have to be on the list there right. are things that you should be worrying about but you're looking at this giant list and it's super long yeah because there's a bunch of dumb things on there like um yeah just whatever right things, things that you shouldn't have to it's like take take step forward yeah <laughs> sit down yeah. and that's exactly what it's like and it's and it's and it's useless stuff like my Completely. brain gets filled with useless stuff now the one thing i will say um that's helped me deal with that is my amount of discipline that i've been building over the last three years i've noticed that the more disciplined i become the less of those things i worry about because if i do get my daily tasks done then there is no thought of what if right because i know that everything that i needed to get done for the day got done and if there was one thing that didn't get done, I would show myself and under, make myself understand why that didn't get done, why it couldn't have gotten done, and then I'd be at peace with it. And yep. then I'll focus on getting it done tomorrow. Yep. So, so building the kind of discipline that I have, which, you know, there's people that have told me, it's like, oh, well, you just need to relax. And it's not... I'm not tense about it. I might seem intense because I'm disciplined to a point where my shit just needs to get done. Yeah. But it's it's completely it it's what I need. Yeah, I was and just about to say it, that it's not because I'm trying to to prove a point. I mean it it doubles that, right? Because it helps me grow my business, helps me get right be more effective at what i do in my career but it's also really important because it it helps me keep my head on straight yeah yeah well one of the things that i think that i've noticed um is some people look at me and they think like oh wow like you're you're very driven like you're very meticulous about like you always go to the gym or like you're very good about like trying not to to eat bad foods or at least for the most part you don't eat bad foods like that must suck and the funny thing is, is it's like, I, it's actually not because I'm super meticulous and like great about like super disciplined and eating. It's that going to the gym or like going to work or doing all the things that I have to do, which sound would to the, like your average person, that sounds like the more stressful option, like sitting, right. sitting and watching TV sounds less stressful to me doing the things I need to do so I can check them off the list is the less stressful option sitting and watching tv is the stressful option while i have that whole list and that's why like a yes a busy house um yes. with like a lot of like i don't know a lot of things that need clean like if there's a bunch of dishes in the dishwasher 
I can't sit and watch TV or like if and like in you college two different people in college you can you can uh, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Jake can attest to this though like I had a very tough time um studying without cleaning first because mm-hmm. I, I can't focus while I know that there's some other task right. that needs to be taken care of I can't focus on the thing like the task at hand yeah. so I'm actually less stressed when I'm doing all those things than I am when I'm relaxing, which makes probably no sense to your average person. But well, anyone with anxiety probably I get, understands. I get that. a little bit of that with the cleaning, but I don't think it's like, I mean, it's just OCD, I think. Like on a Thursday, I clean everything. That way for Friday, I come home and I'm just like, yeah, I don't have anything to do and then I can just sit. But it's not really like you guys are saying. Well, like, see, and that's why and that's I can't why... picture you you say you watch all these TV shows. I literally can't picture you sitting down on the couch watching them. That's because I don't sit on the couch. You know when I watch those TV I shows? Can't. Can you? Like, no. <laughs> it's weird. Do you know when I watch those TV shows? When? Uh, at night phone. before I go to bed. When yeah. every absolute thing has been done for the day. Yeah, I, I do try the to same picture you on the couch, thing. and I can't you, picture you on the couch. That's because I don't. <laughs> I do the I do the same the same thing. It's like I I knock everything out i've has to be i've worked i've gone to the gym i've cleaned i've gone if i have to go to the grocery store i've done that i've done you know whatever stuff i needed to do for the day and only then am i relaxed enough that i can sit down and enjoy watching tv and and this is why that's this is why we wanted to have you on here because it's we relate in that aspect very much the same because we have those traits and we know what that feels like and it's the only way we can explain it to the average person because the it's never going to make sense to the average person because, like you said, to them, the less stressful thing is not doing anything. Right. And to us, that actually causes us more stress because we still think there's all this shit to do and so we can't enjoy just sitting. It's the same reason why people always tell me I need to take a vacation and I'm like... I will never be able to enjoy a vacation in the middle of summer because unless I've knocked out all the work I have lined up, Mm -hmm. if I have all the work knocked out that I have lined up and I don't have to come home to a job yet, then great. Let's take a vacation. We made a lot of money before the vacation. We got caught up on everything, but if there's something weighing in there, parts of my mind are always going to be there. And that's just how I'm programmed. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely get it. I have a whole master's degree that the sole reason I have that degree is because I sat around for a few months thinking maybe sometime when there's a job promotion that comes up, it's going to be between me and some guy with the master's degree. And I'm not going to get it because I don't have the master's degree. So I then proceeded to spend two years and about $15,000 um, obtaining an MBA, right? <laughs> because I was anxious yeah. about what would happen potentially in the future if I don't have an MBA. That's right. Crazy. Well, and that's and that's no different than why I can go thirty days in a row working doing what I do without taking a weekend off, because in my mind, one of two things: if I'm taking time off, something's not getting done. If or two, if I'm taking time off. That means potentially somebody else is going to get my job. Right. And I'm not having that. Mm-hmm. So in order for me to keep my customers and keep them satisfied in a timely manner, 
I have to work to consistently stay maybe a week, two weeks out. Because if I start telling people I'm two, three months out and I haven't been working as much as I can possibly work, then I'm going to lose that job to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now, I also have been doing this long enough to understand that a guy, you're not going to get every job. Right. However, if it's up to me and, it, and it's in my control, then I will do whatever that takes. And if I don't do that, that's when the, well, if I would have just done this, I yep. would have just done that. That's when those thoughts come in and they're useless thoughts. Completely useless. So like, being disciplined like that helps avoid all that nonsense. That's why I go I go to the gym seven days a week. Not be, I mean, to be honest with you, I probably need to go to the gym five days a week. And I bet it would even be better for me to go to the gym only five days a week. But I go to the gym seven days a week because I'm worried about, well, if I start slacking off, then... I'm going to lose all the progress. I'm like, I'm not someone that has the ability to slack off. And I I know I'm not going to slack off. Like if I'm being honest with myself, of course I'm not going to slack off. But in my head, I'm like, if I skip today, that's the start of a downfall. Right. Yeah. I'm like, so I guess I'm going to (laughs) go. But it's funny because there's also truth to that too, though. Like I, I'm, I'm very quickly finding out, especially as much habits as I've broken in the last, even just the last year eating habits, um, the bad habits as far as doing things out of habit instead of doing them because that's what I want to do. You know, again, eating eating the food at night like the Oreos because guess what? That's just what I do, right? That's a stupid answer. Mm-hmm. It should be because that's what I want to do. But I do it so much that that's just what I do. Going to the casino when I was going to the casino. There were times I'd be there and I wouldn't even be enjoying myself. But guess what? It was what I did. So mm-hmm. I just, it. guess what? It's a rain day. We can't work. Let's go to the casino. Yeah. You know, and it became these habitual things. And now that I've broken those, I'm actually learning that some of those things, if I do give in to them, I will. I'll fall right back into that because mm-hmm. it's that easy. So again, not to beat up the word discipline, but it it's being disciplined that I don't fall back into those bad habits that create that anxiety and that worry and those thoughts. And yep. and that's really important. Okay. We getting close to wrapping up here? Or? Yeah. You guys got uh, got any final thoughts? I mean, I think I think honestly, again, I'll I'll say it again. One, don't ever feel uncomfortable admitting that you need help even if that's just like reaching out to talk to somebody like i said at minimum if you hear this and you even feel like you need to talk to somebody again we aren't professionals but we have ears and we and and we will listen for sure but if you really feel like you have some of these things that that we've been talking about you know honestly ask yourself if it's maybe time to go talk to somebody and just even have you about you know have yourself evaluate it's, yeah, it's important to take care of your your mental health is is super important. Yeah, it's no different than your body. You know, yeah. you got to take care of your mind. Yeah, it's nothing to be ashamed of either. I mean, I'm I'm almost positive some of the most successful people in the world have mental health issues. Yes, a lot of those billionaires don't sleep, anxiety, 
anxiety through the roof and it's not because there's something wrong with them or because they're being whiny babies or anything you know it's just because it's just, just the way that they are so i mean there's nothing nothing to be ashamed of it can be it can be sometimes even a kind of a good trait like john and i were just discussing you can learn a lot about yourself for and sure I, yeah i'm i'm glad you came on steve because i've seen what you're talking about but i can never chalk it up to anything but you sharing your thoughts and like what goes through your head helps me understand like kind of why why you do certain things you do i'm also super happy that you guys like made a connection almost i thought i felt you guys had like this kind of similar like outlook of like what's going through your head and i thought that was really that was really cool. I don't know if you guys felt that or not, but oh yeah, yeah. and and Stephen and I have talked about this before. Oh, well, I mean, then you probably knew. for sure. Okay, you know, well I didn't know that. But... about it. I don't think we've gone as in depth before like this, but yeah, it it's definitely a, a good way to show <clears> that, <throat> like I said, we both have mental health issues, mm -hmm. and his might be different than mine but that doesn't mean you we can't relate similar. to each other yeah for sure yeah i thought you that know. was really cool so yeah good show. well as always guys share the show follow us reach out on facebook and instagram at blue collar built podcast and we hope